It's really <laughs> stupid that we do this. <laughs> I don't know. I'm in a weird place. I'm going to say some shit, I think. Yeah, I think you are. I think you, you have. Yeah, I'm just going to keep whatever pops into my head is just going to come out. So it's a dangerous place for everybody. Hi. Girl, can I tell you that I... I got chills the first time I saw you next to me. We locked eyes, girl, you look so pretty. And ooh, your smile shot me straight through the sky. I knew I'd give you more than a try. Want to give my love away like Oprah on Christmas Episode 17 of Third Lunch. Welcome back to the lunch table. So excited to have you. It is championship week in the Seatown League 2020 season. Wrapping up, we've got four days of football, Friday through Monday, just on the horizon. Happy holidays to everyone. I know everyone's with family. You know, maybe you're traveling right now. You're going to see somebody. Uh, you got somebody in the car that you've been like kind of fighting with about wrapping presents and whose job it is. Very excited to bring this energy, the energy of third lunch, into that car ride. And uh, if you want to mix up the energy a little bit, let me give you a little dose of my guests this week. I've got Adam Ratliff. I've got Chuck Smith. Let's start with Chuck. What energy are you bringing to the car, uh, you know, with Jimmy and Allie as they're on the way to CN Laws? It's, it's it's a weird energy. I'm in a weird place this week. We, we uh, Morgan and I decided that we were going to jump into sleep training this week uh, for Julian. Now, you might be thinking, Julian, how, how old is that kid? He's not that old. <laughs> True story. He's only about four months old. Um, but, uh, you know, we just started noticing some trends. And uh, you play the trends, obviously. Uh, and so we've been jumping into sleep training, which means, you know, the last last two nights I probably slept a combined like three hours. So uh, then I had a family holiday party today. Uh, so, you know, coming off about six hours of wearing a mask, uh, and then just jumping in my basement to do a podcast. So, uh, you know, I'm, I'm here for a, a little bit. I, at some point I'm probably just going to be gone. You're just going to stop hearing me talk. So <laughs> ain't, ain't here for a long time here for a good time. We'll find out here for a time. I'm here, here for, for a time. time. Here yes. for a time. Don't know a lot about kids. I know you want to get some peanut butter in their mouth real quick, and you want to make sure you get them sleep trained by six months. So, you know, Chuck's on the ball. You're ready, Adam, Jordan. <laughs> Adam Ratliff. <laughs> Adam Ratliff, what energy are you bringing to the car ride? Uh, different energy, I think. That's good. Uh, <laughs> That's good for the people. <laughs> no, I'm I'm good. I'm good. It's, uh, it's a late week of uh, work for me, and, uh, you know, got, got holidays on both sides of it. Uh, Jordan, the, the driving a car wrapping present, that was a, that seemed oddly specific. Yeah, I feel like everybody, especially when you hit this age, like you know, you share some responsibility. You start breaking up how much things cost. You know, you you start like really sharing the holiday together, right? That's fair. Um, taking on each other's traditions, even though like they're stupid. They're stupid. Traditions right? You're are just stupid, doing yeah. stupid things, exactly. But there's always the, like a weird fight about absolutely nothing that like every couple has around the holidays. You know, maybe it's about wrapping or about like. We're not going to clean the sheets. We're not going to clean. So we just don't clean sheets. So we just don't clean sheets. So you don't. You just. You don't. You don't do sheets. You're like, what's happening? Mistletoe. Right mistletoe. Now? Mistletoe. 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 Exactly. Mistletoe. Let's go to a safe space. The lunch table is a safe space. Let's talk about what just happened in the league. A hell of a weekend of games, and it came down to Monday night. 
Uh, well, let, let's talk about both semifinals here. Chuck, you were involved in one. Yours was decided a little earlier than the other. Let's talk about how that one ended. Let's talk about uh, Smith football team with a 134.82 win over Boston TD Party with a 120-point performance that came down to Eric Ebron's injury that left a goose in his lineup and took Chuck to the finals. Just walk us through that Monday night. I want to start with Monday night in both semis, and then we can talk about the rest of the week. Uh, so, yeah, I wish I had a good story for you, but that's not we started sleep training. So I uh, was listening to a, a child scream and then just not attending to him. Um, so I didn't actually watch much of that game. Um, watched uh, watched a little bit. Was keeping up on texts, uh, and and I you know, but but really, uh, I was going into it thinking you know maybe I'm going to need to catch the fourth quarter here. This you know, going in up 14 versus Ebron, it felt like that was just like that was the sweet spot, right? It was gonna be close. Yes. Um, and you know, it, I, you you really don't want to see an end on injury. It really does kind of just feel kind of anticlimactic, and I, I know um, that probably sounds facetious coming from me the person who won because of it but um you know just just the other way around haven't seen plenty of playoff games that i'm not involved in it's it's not what anybody wants to see it's it's unfortunate so i do feel bad for tyler uh peepaw and mima and phyllis they all seem very (laughs) upset about it so i'm I'm sad for the whole uh boston thomas clan down there in duval um but i'm not that sad you know i uh i feel pretty good about it 134 if you told me I was going to score 134, I'd say, all right, that feels feels about what my team should be doing. I feel pretty good about that. Um, but, yeah, excited to, excited to be playing another week, that's for sure. Yeah. Adam, you know, if you were in that situation that Chuck was in, 14-point lead and Eric Ebron on the other side, how, how, how would you feel going into that? Uh, that type of situation because you've had some some Monday night games uh, in your history of fantasy football, yeah. so you know this feeling well. Yeah, that number with that player, it's you're on touchdown watch, right? Uh, yeah. it, it's unlikely Ebron has the volume of catches or yards um, it, where he's at in his career now to to get to 14. But if he gets a touchdown now, it's really easy. Now, now he just you're you're looking at a couple other catches. So you're just on touchdown watch or on red zone watch. Uh, but but the way that game started. I was really worried, and we'll get to the other one for both Tyler and AJ. Big Ben looked atrocious, yes. and I, you know, I was I was watching with my family, and I, I had the game on mute, um, and and you know I saw the Ebron hit, and so so I didn't hear any of the commentary uh, during the game. It I was a little surprised that it, it meant he was over. I, I didn't think that, that he would true. necessarily not come back. Uh, I'm assuming they announced it on the broadcast when when Tyler texted all of us. Uh, so that's a bummer. I'm with Chuck. You don't want to see it on an injury, but. With the way the Steelers were playing, I, I'm not sure that Ebron was going to get there. So maybe it was only, maybe it was kind of like you know, taking old Yeller out with the shotgun. It was actually a little easier this way. Yeah, exactly. And given the way the Steelers were playing, it made the other semifinal game very interesting. Uh, AJ, a 152-150 win over Drew that came down to Deontay Johnson being basically the only viable pass catcher and skill position player for the Steelers on Monday night. A 2.4 point win uh, for AJ. His first playoff win since 2007. A first round game back in 2007 was the last time he won a playoff game. So oh, that's a really a- long time. Congrats, <laughs> that's, AJ. That's a, a teenager. You could have yeah. you could have a kid in in high school. 
if he just had a kid then you know george george bush administration (laughs) right right we're talking talking end of the bush administration so 13 years long time coming congrats aj you got over that hump uh finally uh win a playoff game and now find yourself in the finals uh first trip to the finals as well um so let's look a little bit at that monday night matchup and then uh that matchup a little bit the rest of that matchup as well um, so Drew sees a, a pretty comfortable lead, 150 points on the board. Only Deontay Johnson left. Uh, Adam, you're in that situation, and you're Drew. How are you feeling with only Deontay left going into Monday night? Well, not great, because if you, if you look back at Deontay Johnson, and, and A.J. made this point when he was on the pod last week, the games when he's played a full game, he is pretty much a lock for double-digit targets. And, you know, so, so you were watching at the very beginning of the game, were they going to kind of be funky with benching him with his snap counts like they were last week it was obvious they weren't even though ben didn't look sharp drew drew could not have been feeling very confident and it it was it was kind of what i thought it might it was just an attrition deontay was going to catch a pass every you know one or two every drive and it, it just kind of built up so that when they were making their when they were really trying to air it out in the fourth quarter because they were in the comeback mode you just knew the ball was going to 18 yeah i mean it it came down to to one of the things that we touched on um, last week, which which was what's Drew going to do at tight end? And he got two and a half points out of his tight end spot. I think we were all unanimously in agreement that he should start Hayden Hurst, right? Well, Jordan was was dogging Hurst. Are you being sarcastic? Yes, I am. Uh, okay. we, we all said absolutely do not play Hayden Hurst, who uh, ended up uh, scoring a touchdown, getting 12 points, and would have been the difference. Yeah, to be fair, we also all dogged the Adam Shaheen ad. Um, yes. Well, he had other options on that roster. I think Janu was probably the pod's like consensus on who you probably could have started. He was your he was your safe bet for sure. Yeah, you know you uh, you look at you you look at AJ's team. Um, the Seahawks just don't seem to be uh, nearly what they were at the beginning of the year. I don't know, man. It's going to be an interesting final. I mean, I guess we're already kind of seeing, and I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves here, but it, it already looks like Russell Wilson's going to hit the bench here, um, which is interesting because I don't think he's benched Wilson all year. Um, but, you know, AJ's got monster games from from Waller and, and Dalvin Cook. Um, you know, Kamara does what Kamara does, which is, you know, at least, you know, 18, 20 points is kind of a floor, which is which is crazy. Um, and, and Drew had good games uh, from Derrick Henry, and he had good games from Calvin Ridley. Um, I actually I texted Drew in the middle of it. I mean, <laughs> had Tennessee not just been winning by so much, Derrick Henry should have had two more touchdowns, but he was yeah. on the bench uh, at that point. Um, I mean, Derrick Henry easily could have put up 40 points in this game, but, um, you know, when you play the Lions, you just don't have to play the second half. Uh, so um, that was a that was a huge bummer for, for Drew, and, and those were really the big differences in the in the game. Um, you know, he, he, he did get a game out of McLaurin, and, and A.J. Brown wasn't quite what A.J. Brown's been, but, you know, again, I, I'm obviously looking to next week, um, and, and Kamara and Cook are just... That's really scary, man. I don't think you could drop a scarier two running backs, um, and that's that's obviously what what got him uh, the win this week. Yeah, I you know it, when you lose a game by this small of a margin like Drew did, it's it, it is easy to play Monday morning quarterback, and I, I'm kind of of the the approach. If you get to 140, 150, yeah. you know, let the cards fall how For they sure. fall, right? Yeah. And, there's, and there's only so much you can do. You score 150 points. That's just bad luck. It really is. It's just bad luck. But we have a podcast where our job is to play Monday morning quarterback. So yeah, that's what we do. I mean, 
I, I said it on the last pod. I'm taking AJ because of the tight end matchup. I could see a huge cushion there. He got 30. Okay, that's uh, Darren Waller had a good matchup. And, you know, Drew had four tight ends on his lineup. If he had started Hayden Hurst, John Smith, or Tyler Higbee, he would have won this week. Yep. Now, and again, this is this is nitpicking, but I think a lot of people might have done something different than start Adam Shaheen. That was that was a bold move that, that I'm sure Drew's going to spend some time thinking about. And we've been saying it all season uh, at, at quarterback, you got to start Tannehill over Mahomes. I, I don't know how many times we can tell him that. <laughs> we just if he had done it, saying it. If he had done it, he'd still be playing. You got to listen to us. Um, so, no, but I, I, that's that's all to say. Listen, we got to give him some credit because I actually think there's a couple. He almost did more right than wrong this week. Uh, Tyron Johnson, yeah, out of nowhere, ended up being a good play, and then he stuck with McLaurin after two terrible, terrible weeks. Uh, those both those guys ended up being the right calls over. You know, you look at his bench like a Higgins or a Claypool. So. All in all, I'd say for Drew, kind of a mixed bag. Um, you know, he, he made some right calls. He got to 150, and and he ultimately just ran into, I think, the slightly better team. Um, you, know, you, you mentioned the Seahawks, Chuck, uh, for, for AJ and how it's, it was a problem. They scored 22 combined points, which is actually what I predicted they might score on the pod. I'm just going to throw that out there. Um, but he was, able to, <laughs> he was able to withstand it because um, – you you called it once again carried by his running backs monster performance from waller who very quietly could be turning into kind of a league winner here the, with the december he's having yeah and then he got 39 from his flex and and when you do that you can withstand a couple of your top dogs um having a, a weaker game but really really just a fun exciting matchup i think one of the better kind of clash of heavyweights we've had in in the last few years yeah, that one that one stands out to me um, as as a one of the tightest playoff games we've seen in a while. Um, certainly in in a semifinal. I know you know Brooke and I came down to the wire last year in the final, uh, but that was a really ugly game. I mean, neither of us got to hundred in that game. So terrible. Uh, this this game stands out as fuck you. Uh, this game <laughs> stands out as one that um, you know kind of kind of goes down in the in the history books as one of the one of the better matchups. Um, both both managers set uh, some some lineups that were uh, kind of bold and and I I dug it I think that's one that we'll we'll kind of look back at look back at and, and remember yeah and this was not something we really touched on last week but uh, a rivalry in the playoffs so now every rivalry is played at least once in the playoffs and this was the final rivalry that you know hadn't seen a playoff matchup yet uh, and now this also means AJ has won five straight games. And um, all time, it's 10-6. and six. So not too long ago, Drew had a, a pretty commanding 10-1 lead, had won 10 in a row, basically dominated for five years, which is just like a ridiculous thing to say. Uh, and now the tables have kind of turned, and AJ is enjoying uh, th- this kind of di- dynastic run of his own, uh, and it's been a lot of fun. Uh, so to finally get that in the playoffs, we got a really great game. Uh, you know, I was wrong. You know, I had picked Drew and, and looking at how Drew's team scored, I feel pretty confident with what I had picked. We all thought he'd get the tight end position wrong. I just didn't think it would be this wrong, right? I, I thought it would be eight points wrong or it would be, you know, seven and a half points wrong, whatever, you know, four points wrong that it's enough to cost you this week. And it's a shame, but Drew, hell of a season. I mean, this is a hell of a fantasy season. We're looking at likely, a you know, another top, well, at least a top four finish for Drew. If it's a top three finish, it would be, I believe, his sixth. Uh, 
that's just ridiculous. I mean, what he's been able to do and to bounce back after missing the playoffs to get himself in this position uh, with a core that I'm sure he really likes going forward. You know, like Adam said, you got another good game out of McLaurin. That looks like a great keeper going forward. A.J. Brown looks great. You're getting Antonio Gibson back, who may be a future piece for you. Uh, so there's some some exciting things we can talk about with Drew in the offseason. Um, you know, it's a shame that it came down to, you know, one position just didn't work out for you. Uh, but I really love how ballsy he was with the lineup, starting somebody like Tyron Johnson, taking some chances like that. Um, so Drew, like hats off on, on a great fantasy season. Uh, but I think like like Chuck and Adam have said, he got beat by the better team. And it's not because your team was bad. It's you both put out a hell of a show and just got just, you know, outdone on Monday night. And, and Jordan, just get, you got to give yourself a little credit. Uh, Drew did cover. So, you know, you, you kind of, it was a five-point spread, if I recall. That's true. Um, he did cover. One, one, la- one more tip of the cap to these two teams is uh, they're both doing this at the end of the season without a keeper. Drew ended up getting, I think it was three games from Christian McCaffrey. AJ got, I think it might have been four, four and a half from Kenny Galladay. So yeah, that just kind of another, you know, some there might be some teams sitting on the outside saying, "Whoa, is me? I lost this guy or this guy." I know I've said it at times this year about you know the Cowboys or whatever, but these guys withstood um, injuries and, and uncertainty at some really key positions of key keepers, and here they are. So hats off to those guys. Yeah, and it's it's funny that both of them, like Kenny Galladay, the four day games that he's played this year. Uh, all over 15 points in those games. The three games that Christian McCaffrey played this year, you know, all over 20 points. So, you know, both of them like showed flashes of why they were going to be keepers and, and, and important pieces to both. So you're right to be able to recover and be able to make up for a keeper. Uh, you know, a lot of teams wouldn't be able to do that. And for both of them to still have, you know, uh, pretty strong teams otherwise is, uh, you know, really credit to what they've been able to build this year. Let's go back over to the other matchup. Just talk about kind of what we saw the full week out of Tyler and Chuck. Is there anything, Adam, that kind of sticks out to you, what you saw from Tyler's team this past week on what maybe cost him in that matchup? Yeah, to me it was a little bit more of the same, that the same things that cause us to be a little less sure of his team down the stretch and to and what caused us to say here here is vulnerabilities against Brooke you know we we said on the pod last week uh, only one of these two teams Tyler and Chuck was starting Wayne Gallman and Eric Ebron and and the, the reason I picked Chuck is because those two guys worried me he got 2.9 from those guys and, and of course you know Ebron got hurt and you can't foresee that but like we've said we're not sure he was on his way to a big game so you just can't have holes like that right I mean for Tyler, uh, it's the exact same thing, actually, as the quarterfinal. Other than quarterback, he had two guys blow up and carry the team, Aaron Jones and Stephon Diggs, and no one else did better than 11 points. And that, and that's just it, – it's a tough spot for Devontae Adams. Uh, it was actually his, his worst full game of the season. Um, Devontae Adams' only game that was worse than this was against Detroit when he got hurt in Week 2. Every other game he had played a full week, he had he had done much better than this. So that's, that's a tough spot for Tyler. Um, but – at the end of the day, for Tyler, just didn't have the running back or flex depth that I that I think um, the other top three teams did, and and it's why he lost this one. On the other side of it, also kind of what we thought for Chuck, uh, the lineup maybe with the fewest questions. Great matchup for the Ravens. Um, I, I haven't looked up, but who who who's playing the Jaguars this week? Oh, I think it might be like someone like the Bears. I think he has have no fantasy relevant players left. Okay, but but um, I mean the Jaguars ended up being a really nice matchup to have uh, in these playoffs. He had one of Cooper Cup and uh, Mike Evans go off. Evans had 19, 
And then uh, Hopkins and Allen combined for 35. Probably not the way we thought they'd combine for 35. Well, no, 33 and 2 isn't really <laughs> yeah, how you brought up. So, but. Chuck, how'd you like sitting at, staring at two points for uh, for four days? Oh, God, man, that was so, it was brutal. I mean, it's hard not to just see that, you know, Thursday night and just be like, forget it, fuck this, I'm not watching football <laughs> this weekend. <laughs> you know, I'm done, I hate this. Fantasy football's stupid. Um, yeah, especially after the whole... You know, he looked, Keenan Allen looks in the camera and says, you know, don't sit me, don't sit me. And I'm like, fuck yeah, Keenan Allen, go out there and get yours. <laughs> nope, one catch. Snap uh, count. <laughs> yeah, right. Like, just brutal. You know, he, and he was wearing, like, those highlighter yellow uh, shoes. So I'm just, like, staring at the screen, like, where's the shoes? Where's the shoes? Fuck it, he's still not out there. Uh, it was not fun to watch. It was not a, not a good feeling. Uh, his, his worst game of the year uh, by far. Um, but, you know, uh, Nuke kind of carried me, man. Um you know, and he had his best game of the year. So uh, they did balance each other out, thank God. Yeah, and also credit to you for not panicking because some owners in that situation, I will include myself in this, will look at something like two points on a Thursday and go, okay, well, now we need to make up for it and just do something so stupid. It's and Hail just Mary to time, like, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, we're starting Herbert. Uh, I got <laughs> Guyton. You know, like, we're going to get real weird. Kendrick Bourne. Uh, you know, you're like, you're chasing punt return yards or something. And, you, like, you played it smart. And, like, that's a real a real credit to what you've been able to do this year because you've had this core that's kind of got you there. You knew what you, your weaknesses were. You built upon them throughout the season and just kind of improve it. Um, and it's it's something that's kind of been your style the last few years. Very different from how it used to be, Chuck. But um, Father Chuck, um, the Chuck that's sleep training, seems to have a little bit of patience and a little bit of time to let the team. You've got a crockpot effect going on here. You'll you'll let the cook go a little bit longer than you used to, and I appreciate that. Yeah, well, there's something something to be said for just you know staring at your fantasy lineup, you know, at 4 a.m. just day after day. You just kind of <laughs> you just kind of say, you know what, this is I just don't need to make this harder than it needs to be. Uh, start your studs, you know, whatever happens happens and. At least you don't look back and say, that was a really stupid decision. I mean, I wasn't going to be mad at myself for starting Keenan Allen, even if I had lost this week. I mean, you know, it, you play the guys that got you there, and, uh, you know, it, you just hope it works out. And, and, and it did. And, uh, you know, well, <laughs> I don't know how I ended up in the finals, guys, but here I am. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> Before we get to the finals, Adam, just final thoughts on Tyler's team before we move into that finals matchup. It's the same team it's been for the last four or five years, which sounds like an insult. Uh, it's not. It's nope. a it's a team that's in the upper echelon of this uh, whole league, but it is a team that cannot crack the top, the very top two or three. That's that's where he's been, and I, I think we thought this year maybe he had a slightly better chance because he mixed things up a little bit, bringing in Aaron Jones, which which worked out great, um, hit on Kyler Murray. It kind of looked like some of those things, and then he got a little luck in the quarterfinal against Brooke. It kind of felt like some of those things that hadn't gone Tyler's way were starting to go Tyler's way. And here he is, and he's this season is going to finish a lot like the last several seasons for Tyler. He's got a tough third-place matchup against Drew. Um, so, you know... Good job. Uh, he did better than most managers in this league, but I, I know he's got to be sitting there with a bitter taste in his mouth. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I think I said last week that um, this was probably one of his last best chances to win a title with this core. He probably should have given how solid uh, having Julio and Devontae and usually another top five or seven receiver the last few years. Um, building around that has been great for him. 
I will say he's going into an offseason now where he's going to have five or six top 30 fantasy players. That That's going to be a lot of fun and an opportunity where he can pick which ones are going to be part of a core moving forward. And he can go out and um, make some trades. There's definitely going to be some buyers in the offseason. And Tyler can take advantage of that in the market and, and maybe improve himself where next year could be really special because having... You know, Kyler and Devontae Adams, Julio Jones, George Kittle, Aaron Jones, and now Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs has kind of moved, you know, right on to that cusp as well. Um, that does give him some pieces for the future. So I'm sure we'll be talking on future pods about, um, you know, what Tyler's going to need to do or maybe what he's done to finally get himself back into the finals and to try to win his first title. Well, yeah, I mean, and, and just one last thing on Tyler. I mean, last year he traded a first-round pick for Julian Edelman at the end of the year. Um, which didn't didn't end up working out. Um, this year he traded two first-round picks for Adam Thielen. We're going to have to see how that, that plays out long-term. I mean, he really kind of kind of went all in on this season. Um, Thielen killed res- him these last two weeks. Yeah, which, which I respect. Um, but um, and, and it's not like Thielen had a bad year. I think, I no, think he's right. like second or third in the league in, in touchdowns. I mean, he's, he's had a good year. But, um, yeah, it didn't shake out the way he needed it to. And... Uh, it's going to hamper him a little bit in the offseason. Um, you know, maybe he'll move some pieces around. I mean, we don't see typically Tyler doing a lot of that. You know what would be really great is if we just got Tyler to tell us. I think that, that might make that might yep. just make that a little bit of difference. When you're in the room, you know, you're not you're not zooming in. You know, you're in the room where it happens. Um, so, Tyler, yes, get back to Tawas. I think the last time you were there, you were in the finals. So that could be the difference for you. But, yeah, let's now talk about the two teams you were able to, to hold on and, and win last week. Uh, in great matchups, now giving us a great finals matchup, AJ and Chuck. AJ and Chuck met uh, back in week six. I hope we get a better game than we got back in week six. It was a 91-85 game, um, a, a tough loss for um, Chuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, only a 91 point, one of the lowest scoring uh, outputs for both of your teams this season came that week. Uh, so hopefully we get a better game. Um, one more little nugget I just want to throw in there as well. So Chuck, beyond just fighting for another title, this would be you know his third, a back-to-back for Chuck. Um, you know that's going to have some dynasty ranking implications just being in the game. Uh, but one other thing that Chuck is now working on that he's he's been improving his playoff record these last few years. Now twelve and thirteen, Chuck has been in the most playoff games. He just was in his twenty-fifth playoff game uh, with a twelve and thirteen record. An opportunity to get it back to five hundred. 13 and 13. So just something else, another little cherry possibly on top of that Sunday for Chuck this week. Hold on, Adam. I'm going to interrupt real quick because at this point, I'm actually going to recuse myself from the rest of the podcast because A, I got to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) And B, um, nobody wants to hear me talk about my own team. So it's awkward for me. It's awkward for you. Uh, I I don't want to do it. It's not fun. It's really not right. fun. So, uh, at this point, I'm going to sign off. I'm going to say I love you guys. I'm going to say good luck to everyone this week but AJ. And, um, you know, hopefully I get to keep the hardware. It's got a it's got a spot right on the mantle. So, that's not true. Morgan would never fucking let that happen. But, um, <laughs> but it is in my garage, in a very prominent place in my garage. So, hopefully it can stay there. Every time I pull in my garage, I get to see it. So, um, anyway, with that, I, I am out of here. Good night. So long. Get some rest, Chuck. I'm out yes. here. I love you guys. Just carry the torch, and uh, it'll be fun for me. I've never gotten to just kind of just listen, you know, sit just back, listen. throw my feet up, and, and just listen and see what you guys have to say. So, uh, you know, be nice to me. That's all I ask. Anyway. <laughs> we'll do what we can. See, see you, buddy. <laughs> all right. Night.
All right. Well, uh, where we go from here, Jordan, I don't know. I'm, I'm sort of lost without, um, you know, the guy who always keeps us on task on schedule. Oh, who am I kidding? Uh, the pod's only going to get better from here. Um, no, I, Chuck, um, Chuck has put himself in a great spot. Uh, I think he's, we, you know, he finished the season as the fifth highest scoring team, but he, he was coming on at the end of the season, made some moves, and I think he belongs in this game. You know, I, I think he said last week that he thought Drew and AJ were the two best teams. I think AJ is the best team, and, and Chuck and Drew are right there. But, but he belongs here, uh, which is saying a lot because AJ's, AJ's team is, is rolling and deep. So yeah. I, I think this kind of comes down to a couple things. First, I look at Chuck's lineup. And um, it's probably exactly like it's been for weeks, right? This is this is the lineup that's seen the least amount of movement. Um, he, he had the one week where he started Herbert, but it's it's going to be his Ravens. It's going to be Chubb and Carson. It's going to be probably Hopkins and Allen. I'll get to that in a second. And then Cup and Evans in the flex. So so the question mark, I, I think probably the only question mark is Keenan Allen. It sounds like we're recording this on Wednesday evening. Uh, he has not practiced yet this week. Um, if he doesn't play, I'm looking at Chuck's bench. It's probably a, a, either a Devontae Parker or David Johnson spot, which is an interesting choice to make. Parker coming off some injuries, David Johnson coming off actually a really, really big game. Um, so that's interesting. Um, and, and we'll kind of see if, if later in the week Chuck has to make that decision and, and how much sleep he's had uh, to make that decision on. But, um, you know, he's kind of – the reason the reason I think he's he's peaking right now is because of the Ravens. The Giants are not a spectacular matchup for him there, uh, but but Chubb at the Jets is great. So so maybe that sort of sort of evens it out. Um, just looking at Chuck's lineup, Jordan, is there is there anything spicy here, or is he is he going to roll out the same crew it's been, and is he is he going to get? similar performances to what he's gotten the last month or so. Yeah, I, I looking at the lineup right now, I think you probably just want to take the headache out of Keenan Allen. And we saw Keenan Allen, you know, last week kind of, you know, put Chuck in a, in a tough start to the week. Uh, this week with that hamstring injury lingering. And I really like David Johnson against Cincinnati. What he was able to do last week is an extension of the passing game, make the job a little bit easier for Deshaun Watson. Um, given that I have a lot of stock in that offense this year, I watched a good amount of that game. It looks like he's healthy. And, you know, this was someone that Chuck has, has had all year, thought was going to be a running back too. Might make it back into his lineup after a few weeks of not even really being a thought um, and could make the difference. Uh, I think if that's the, the final flex decision he makes. But otherwise, I don't think there's any decisions to make. And I think that's what you were hinting at as well. I think the rest of the lineup is is set it and forget it. That's how it's been for a few weeks now. Uh, and it's because you have players that you, no matter the matchup, you know, maybe they can't overcome bad matchups, but you don't have a better option than DeAndre Hopkins. You don't have a better option than right. Lamar Jackson right. at this point. Um, so rolling this out, I, I would be concerned a bit about that Giants game. Uh, the Giants have just kind of made it their job this year to make football games as hard to watch and, um, <laughs> you know, lacking any fantasy interest as much as possible. Like what's in the flex right now, Cooper Cup and Mike Evans. I think those are two matchups that could be great this it's week. Seattle, Detroit. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle yeah, for Cooper nice. Cup and Detroit for Evans. Um, Mike Evans is a type of receiver that can kill Detroit. Uh, we don't really have size or somebody that can match up with them. Now, slot receivers have killed us all year, so this could be like an Antonio Brown game, which I'm sure is something AJ's having to concern yeah, we'll, himself we'll get with to right that. now. Yeah. Um, but Mike Evans could be up for another big week. With Chuck's team, and it seems it's been this way all year. 
I think for him to be able to win, it's going to be a little touchdown dependent. Like I feel like this is, you know, if he's averaging five and a half, six touchdowns a week, he's going to need higher than that to be able to beat AJ. Um, I'm expecting a pretty high scoring game. Uh, what are you expecting? Do you see both teams being able to get over? For me, I'm thinking this is over 130 for both. And I know that's what the projection shows, but I, I think that's possible this week for both teams. Yeah, it's interesting. I, I, you know, and we'll get to our predictions as, you know, at the end here, but I think that Chuck probably wants this game to be a little bit of a lower scoring game. I, yeah. I, I just, you know, can, can he continue to get 40 or 50 from his from his Ravens against the Giants. If not, the ceiling for this team is is a little lower. Uh, Carson at the Rams um, is a tough matchup as well. So there could be a couple spots here where where Chuck's not getting much north of fifteen, and then it you know then if he's plugging in for for Keenan Allen, you start to wonder where the big performances are going to come from. But but I do look at you know Hopkins against the 49ers and then those two flex guys, Cop and Evans. Those guys all have decent matchups. And uh, big games from all of those, and yeah, he is over 130. But but I maybe maybe just to kind of preview what the pick might be. I I don't see Chuck's ceiling quite as high as AJ's this week. I agree with you, and and for me, I'm looking at Chuck thinking to stay in this, you got to get over 130, and I think you're going to need a little bit of touchdown, touchdown luck on your side. Yeah. Uh, okay. And I, I that's that's something that you can't really prepare for. So maybe this is the week where you know DeAndre Hopkins can go off and score two or three. Lamar uh, runs a couple big. in something exactly. Like that. Or, yeah. You know, Mark yeah. Andrews and and having Andrews where every touchdown counts for ten. That's awesome. You you might need one or two of those this week to keep it interesting. Uh, because you're right. If if we're seeing you know the Giants matchup isn't quite working out, um, maybe Carson against the Rams. Uh, you know, maybe that's like a just like a nine ten point outing for yeah. Chris Carson, where good enough for a running back too, um, but not going to win you the week. You're going to need some touchdowns to win you the week. Um, so you're right. I, I think like 130 is kind of the ceiling, but I think it's possible for, for Chuck this week. Um, looking at the other side, what do you see as, as the ceiling and kind of where the, the points are looking for AJ, the way we just talked about Chuck? Well, this one's way more interesting, right? Like yeah. if, if Chuck's plug and play, AJ is mixing it up here. Yeah. Um, he has had a plug and play quarterback, Russell Wilson, in every week of the year. And I, I think... Did, did you get the sense, Jordan, earlier um, when Chuck was pulling up AJ's roster and he saw Baker Mayfield in there that it was the first time he had seen it, and we yes. kind of he was kind of processing <laughs> as he continued to talk. Um, so, so AJ talked about this uh, a little bit last week when he was on the pod, and he he plugged Mayfield in pretty early. I checked I checked their lineups, and he's still in there as of Wednesday night. He, so it's Baker Mayfield at the Jets. Or Russell Wilson at home against the Rams, and and we we talked with AJ about how poorly the Seahawks played against the Rams last time, and you know who knows there there might be a little wet weather there. It's Seattle late afternoon game in December, um, but he seems to be rolling the dice with with Baker Mayfield, uh, and he's also got a flex spot that that's he's moved guys around ever since uh, Joe Burrow got hurt. Um, and um, Tyler Boyd has not been as, as sure of a thing. So it was T.Y. Hilton last week, and now it looks like right now he's got Antonio Brown in, as you mentioned, against the Lions. Antonio Brown coming off what I'm sure had to be his best game of the season or, or, or his second best. He had 20-plus last week. Um, yeah, yeah, that was his best game of the season, 5 for 93 and a touchdown. 
So maybe he's trying to catch sort of the hot hand there. But but that's all to say there's there's a higher volatility, I think, with this lineup. But there's some things I really like. Um, he's got his running backs going against each other on, on that Friday afternoon game. So this is Saints-Vikings uh, uh, rematch of a play- the playoff game last year when the Vikings stunned the Saints. If I recall, that was a decently high-scoring game. Uh, it just seems to me it, it's going to be – I'm going to be surprised if he's got fewer than like 40 points after those guys play each other on Friday. And it's it's going to be a nice leg up. It looks like another decent matchup for Darren Waller. And Jarvis Landry and Deontay Johnson have turned into really just kind of solid guys. Solid flex guys, sort of like Chuck's trotting out there. Uh, but Landry and Deontay Johnson have the Jets and the Colts. Um, so uh, interesting interesting moves all around. Uh, I mean, is it too simplistic to, to say it, it comes down to Baker Mayfield? And and if, if Baker... So I, I want to pull up his last couple weeks here because he, I know he's been hot. So he's at 21 last week against the Giants, 31-29 the two weeks before that. So more than serviceable. You don't want to go back further than that because then it's 18-7, 5-7. Um, it gets scary when you go back to, to October. But um, Baker's been hot. If he stays hot, I think A.J. can win this thing. I think A.J. could put up 150 again. If he gets like... 12 points from Baker Mayfield, I think this thing gets really interesting. I do too. Yeah, it it really comes down to, and for both sides, the Jets and Browns matchup, which (laughs) is something in week 16 that, pick a year, that's not going to be fun. Uh, In this year specifically, you know, Cleveland's been great, led by the defense, uh, a run game that keeps teams honest, and Baker's been just good enough. But the last few years, he's or the last few weeks, he's been better than that. He's, He's been pretty good. Uh, if that's the Baker that you get Sunday, it's enough, I think, for AJ to win the title. But you're right. If it's another, you know, he throws 200 yards, a touchdown, an interception, that's not probably going to do it. And it makes the rest of this matchup very interesting. Uh, it puts a lot of pressure on that game. And also just the way that game plays out. Does it give Nick Chubb an opportunity in the second half to just run away with it? Just pad stats, you know, get some carries and be able to put the game away. Or... Are the Jets kind of pesky like they've been the last few Hey, they're coming in hot. They're coming coming in hot. (laughs) That's right. Uh, So the Jets could be in a situation where if they're making it pesky again, then, you know, maybe that takes Nick Chubb out of the game script a little bit. And, you know, Cleveland, it could be in one of those situations they found themselves in a few times where they're staring at a game where it's like, are we about to lose this? And they've Mm -hmm. won. They win those games, Mm -hmm. but they have a moment where they have to collect themselves. If that happens, I think it favors AJ as well. Just looking at that, you know, Baker and Landry, that stack right at the top of the lineup. And you're right. I Chuck was definitely seeing it for the first time just a <laughs> yes. few minutes ago on the yes. pod. Chuck has to respect it because he benched Lamar and played Justin Herbert for a few weeks when, mm-hmm. you know, he had to. And this is kind of game sees game here because um, now AJ finds himself in the same situation. It just happens to be for the title. But if you're looking at, you know, Baker and Landry at the top there, that stack, what do you expect out of them this week? And is that number in your head enough for AJ? Just starting with those two. Yeah, so so after Beckham got hurt, yeah, everyone was like, yeah, you know, Landry's going to take over a second half of the season like he did last year. And it didn't happen right away, if you recall. Landry actually had a couple really quiet games, low single-digit targets. Uh, but it's been a good it's been a good last four weeks. This is our last four weeks for, for Landry, 30, 20, 12, 19. So three of those four weeks are, are more than enough 
for what's essentially a flex um, wide receiver for AJ. So I, I think he gets that again. I, I, and, and it's actually because I think I think it's a pesky, pesky Jets game. And, uh, you know, Jets are at home. Baker's, you know, has to keep throwing the ball into the second half. And I think it's enough to get to get Landry, you know, over 15 points, which is going to be enough. Um, and, and, and this is all to say, you know, I think I think the range of outcomes with Baker is probably larger than Russell Wilson. That's not to say it's the wrong move. I think, you know, it's, it's interesting. It's not to say it's the wrong move. He's got DK still in the lineup, right? So that's something you sometimes do. If you've got two guys going against a really tough defense, you kind of hedge your bets. Uh, you, you play one of them, bench the other, so that if, if, if Russell goes off and DK has a great game as part of that, he, he's still getting a piece of it, but he's mitigating the risk of the Rams coming in and, and you know, being a Jalen Ramsey game. But, um, yeah, I, I think he gets enough from the Browns. So so right now, uh, Jordan, I'm seeing a spread of Yahoo's got the spread at about three. Now that's with Keenan Allen in there and a full projection. So, you know, let's let's assume Chuck's got a plug there and it's probably closer to five. Does that sound about right? Yeah, I would think at that point, you know, you're looking five to seven points that AJ is going to be favored this week. That That would be kind of an interesting number. If we put it at seven, which I think is kind of the high end, uh, you know, then you know the the Baker game starts to become part of that. You know, do we see him uh, being able to cover? Um, if it's seven, you know, as we kind of work our way down the rest of this tail of the tape here, do you think AJ has enough firepower? Given that he's gotten a little, you know, he's gotten a little funky with the lineup this week, does he have enough firepower to be able to to cover if it's seven points? I do. So so I I I've got AJ. If I had to kind of ballpark this, I'd have AJ in the high 130s 140s and chuck probably closer to 120 uh and, you know we're gonna know early uh like i said yeah. he's got the two running backs in the friday game and then he's got darren waller and antonio brown on saturday um and i'm looking at chuck's lineup and he's deandre hopkins and mike evans are his only saturday place so so aj will have a, a larger chunk of his lineup done before sunday and we'll kind of know what the mark is. You know, if, if Kamara and Cook only combine for 25 or 30, then it, it looks pretty wide open to me. And, you know, we'll have we'll have to watch that Cleveland Jets game. I can't believe I'm saying it again. Really closely. You know, I actually, I'm going to vote just AJ, bench Antonio Brown and play Jamison Crowder. And let's just make it, let's just make it all Browns Jets. And just so we can, yes. we can watch that Sunday one o'clock game. Like it's the goddamn Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, so, so. Maybe the door is wide open, but but if you know Kamara and Cook combined for sixty, he gets another twenty twenty five points out of Darren Waller, like he's been doing recently. I mean, AJ could be sitting on close to hundred points before we even get to Sunday, and and it's gonna it would look like a really really big climb for for Chuck when when two of his guys are in that Ravens Giants game, which just feels to me like a nineteen thirteen final or you know twenty two sixteen final kind of kind of game. One other thing to, to watch that, that I'm kind of interested in here, if Chuck ends up having to bench Keenan Allen or he just makes the decision to bench him this week, we could be going into a, a matchup where it's decided 4 o'clock on Sunday. And it could be Chuck left with Cooper Cup and AJ left with only DK Metcalf of his Seahawks. Oh, in that uh, game. Know, yeah. Yeah. And, you know, DK up against the Rams again, if he gets Ramseyed, that becomes interesting where I think both of us are saying, Going into four o'clock on Sunday, AJ could have like a twelve to fifteen point lead. 
But if he gets a bad DK Metcalf game, all of a sudden, you know, maybe Cooper Cup is able to, like we've seen Cup be able to do this year, a 25-30 point game, and all of a sudden it could get interesting. So I would love to see it come down to that 4 o'clock window where we have Cup and Metcalf deciding this one. Uh, there's really nothing to have on Monday. I think the only player that either of them could possibly start is AJ starting Zach Moss. I don't see that happening. Probably not uh, happening. <laughs> so it's going to come down to Sunday at 4. Um, and I, I agree with you. I, I see this being um, AJ having an opportunity, um, or AJ having the a little higher ceiling this week. Um, and it's not the lineup that got him here um, by no means, but it's, I think, the right lineup for this week. I really like the Antonio Brown play. I really like um, some of the matchups and the decision to kind of ride those matchups with Baker Mayfield uh, and Jarvis Landry is smart. Uh, But I think what we've seen out of AJ this year, it still comes back to the running backs. If he Mm -hmm. can get the 40, 50 points he's been getting every week out of those two backs combined, that's just been holding people off. And it puts quite a dent early in the week into that game. And... For me, I think that's the matchup to watch. So while I'm really interested to see how it ends, for me, it's going to be that Friday game. That's And if he can get 40-50, and it could be the difference of do you get 40 or do you get 50, that makes a difference in who ends up winning the title this year. Uh, that's a great point. It's well said. It, it's something we haven't talked enough about on this pod. I mean, the the Seahawks are interesting. The, the great draft he had is interesting. The Darren Waller trade is interesting. But... I mean, let's not kid ourselves. AJ's dominance this year has come out of the fact that he has RB1 and RB2. <laughs> I mean, yeah. he has he has been able to plug in and play a healthy for 95% of the season, a healthy Kamara and Cook all year, and they've been the two best running backs in the league uh, for fantasy football. So that's that's what's got him here. And and I, I agree with you. If, if, if those guys give the performance they're capable of in what I expect to be a, a higher-scoring game, um, then, then AJ should look like the champ that that he's played like most of the year. If they don't and they slip up in a big spot, the door's wide open for the fifth highest scoring team in the league to to steal a championship. The fifth highest scoring team to win a championship. You know how I talked. Yeah, you know, I see. How I did that. I kind of. <laughs> <laughs> you said a nice thing, but in a, in a way that wasn't nice. I know. I liked it. I liked it. Jor- yeah. Jordan, this was so crisp. We just did like we just did like fifteen minutes, and we only talked about fantasy football. We we brought a lot I of know. knowledge. It's almost like something was different these last <laughs> these last few minutes. It's almost as if yeah, there was an element different to the last fifteen minutes than there is usually on the pod. No, no, it. Um, He's right. It is tough to talk about your own team. Um, yeah, I liked. I liked how last week he he still just you know went ahead and picked himself. And did you did you realize Jordan how we went um, a whole pod without talking about any of the teams that aren't still going? We we didn't you know we didn't add up Josh Allen's forty points and David Montgomery's thirty points and Travis Kelsey's twenty two points and Mike Evans twenty points and tell you what JT would have scored this week. We didn't we didn't do that. We didn't talk about how I scored the most points in the league this week. Uh, continuing the streak, <laughs> continuing the streak of someone in the fifth place game just bawling out. Yeah, uh, we didn't talk about any of that, which is you know I think good of us. There is a great history in this league of the fifth place game just being really ugly, but it's one team just like taking all of their frustration out on somebody else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Where it's just like you, somebody puts up 180 points out of nowhere. Yeah, so didn't it's talk fun. about that. 
Um, no mention of JT probably scoring 151.96 points, 163.2 <laughs> if he goes um, CD Lamb over Nelson Aguilar. Yeah, we're not even going to talk about it. Uh, so, yeah, it's not, it's not what we're talking about. Uh, we just, yeah, we kept it tight, kept it about the finals. So let, let's just end it real clean. I think everyone knows where we're at, but AJ minus seven, Adam, are you going to take him out right? Yeah, I'll take him out right. I'll take him with the points. I think he probably wins. 1520 is where I would have it now. Um, I think he's been the best team the whole way. Yeah, I agree with you. I think this is, for AJ, this is going to be a great culmination on what the last few years have kind of, what they've been for him. He's really been mm-hmm. building for this. A few years ago, he had a kind of an injury plague season and was able to kind of survive with the same group of keepers that he's been working on, Dalvin Cook and Russell Wilson. Uh, these players that have, have gotten him to this point. Not to say Chuck hasn't had a special year, but, you know, like we both said, there's, just not the ceiling that AJ is capable of. And I think even if AJ is not able to get all of it this week um, out of every one of his players, you know, if Dalvin Cook against New Orleans is not the matchup that that he wants, that's okay because I think he's saved elsewhere uh, in his lineup. So I will also take AJ outright. I agree with you, maybe 10 to 15 points. You know, maybe it's a 125 to 140 type of finals. It would be great to see a finals like that. We occasionally will get duds in the finals in Seatown. It would be great to see a high-scoring, great final. We've had great playoffs this year, so I hope we get to um, you know, finish strong with a really good finals matchup as well. Agreed. And and I and, you know, I should say, I wouldn't be shocked if Chuck wins, right? I mean, no, great team. It just doesn't quite have the firepower. And if he does win, then we just have to shut down the pod because apparently we're his good luck charm. And Oh. There'll be no more lunch. You'll never hear from me again. No, absolutely not. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, winning back to back and probably moving to number one in the dynasty ranking. I don't know how we how we deal with an entire off season of that. I'm excited to talk to everybody in the future about what we see in the finals. I think the group of us in the bottom of the league may have come up with an idea for what oh, we want to do with. Um, the draft lottery. So we'll be talking about that soon as well as we get close to the end of the season and, and move into the off season. Looking forward to that as well. Um, hoping for a really strong finals. Uh, so with that, uh, we bring you to the end of another episode of Third Lunch. All right. See you guys. people's bubbles.